back to the recap. This Easter edition, uh, we're going to be looking back on the sermon, First Peter chapter 3. The recap, or Rejecting Egregious Christotelic Appropriations podcast. Wow. We do reject egregious appropriations of Christ. Uh, Christ Amen. will not be... Uh, Amen. Egregized? About, about, no, Aslan, he's not a tame lion, right? He's right. good, but not not safe. Dave, you preached on First Peter three. Have you ever preached on First Peter three before at Bethlehem? Yeah. When <laughs> when, when when did that happen? Back in twenty twenty. Oh, the last year. Okay. Yeah, and did you say something different about the text then? No, I did, pr- I probably said a little bit more about certain things then. In certain places. Did you basically dust off your manuscript, print it out, make some new notes, and just show up kind of having just worked on it 15 minutes before? I, I I, actually wish I had the ability to do that more in certain settings. I cannot bring myself to do it. I start over every time. Mm. I, Stay- use my, I, use my, I use my previous sermon as like a commentary. I'll go back and be like, what did I think then? How but, much did you disagree with yourself from two years ago? Uh, I always agree with myself. <laughs> Stacy, do you have any commentary about people that always agree with themselves? Yeah. What, Didn't you what does that say about me? Learn or grow anything in the past two years? I hope so. Just didn't agree. I'm I just sure didn't disagree did. with myself over First Peter First three. Peter, yes. Oh, I see. Actually, and actually, uh, Daniel Sukup did a really good job on some of the issues in First Peter three when he preached on Genesis six a few weeks ago too. So that, that's why I preached from First Peter three. Because it felt like a clear gospel resurrection text, and it felt like it, our people, um, it would feel appropriate to our people, because it's really Peter uh, giving gospel allusions and analogies and biblical theology, which we're going to be talking about in another podcast coming up soon uh, in regards to Noah and the Flood, which is where we've been. By so, soon, we mean like three weeks from now, because yeah, tune we're in. recording stuff oh, far enough right. in advance. I always forget that. Well, so stay tuned. Stay tuned from three weeks from now. They're on the edge of their seats now. Mm. But yeah, so that's why that's why we're in First Peter three because I th- I thought it'd be a little bit. I wanted I wanted a text for for people that would come, and maybe didn't normally come to church, uh, didn't have much exposure to the gospel to have several uh, verses that are just really clear. Several verses that are really clear. Which verses in That's First how I Peter? That's describe First Peter. In First Peter three, <laughs> verse eighteen through twenty-two. Verse eighteen, super clear. 18 okay. is, yeah. verses twenty-one to well, verse twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> super like, clear. It's like well, nineteen I, to twenty-one. <laughs> however, however, Nick, we're, one of the one of the things I did think about was uh, we're talking about <laughs> baptism. I did think it was actually helpful because we had a baptism to go there Mm -hmm. and then differentiate what is this text really saying compared to how other traditions sometimes take it. Because I thought that was another opportunity to clearly state what the gospel is too, even though it did take a little explaining. Could have made even more swings, but that thus say all we, we all Baptists. Right. Uh, First Peter 3, because we were in Genesis. Right. And have been in Genesis, and right. therefore, it's kind of a one-two punch of you're stepping outside to a commentary mm-hmm. on Genesis, or talking about some some theological reasons to point towards the gospel from First Peter three. Um, helps our people kind of get value added. Yep. And then 
if you're brand new, yeah. you know, you've never heard the gospel, it's a text from which, at least one verse of which is very clear. And the rest you did an admirable job of. Well, and it's a great, doing. it's a great Easter text too. It great is. Great resurrection text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. Any reflections from anybody here on the sermon or on the text? I mean, you, you uh, briefly referenced the, the spirits who are in prison. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you would expound upon that, or would you just say, go back and listen to my old sermon? <laughs> I mean, my, my take on it is that, so, so in Second Peter, Peter references them again and says that they were locked away in gloomy chains. I think that's, I think that's the phrase. And right after that, he talks about uh, the people were destroyed and no one, his family were preserved. So the way I take that um, is in the Old Testament, really, uh, that, that word spirits is used pretty regularly, and it's always, um, except for one time where it's really clear it's not, referring to kind of angelic, demonic beings. And so I take that to be a reference to Genesis 6, which is right before the flood when the, uh, they came down and they had relations with these women, and they, they, <laughs> they populated the earth. It's a strange text, but I think that's what's going on. And I think so God locked them away, destroyed humanity, and uh, so I think that's who the demonic spirits are, and I think that's mm-hmm. what's going on when it says Jesus was put to death in the flesh but raised in the spirit. It's saying that by his resurrection, he's proclaiming to them hmm. and to all demonic spirits and really to all who have ever opposed him, uh, y- you don't win. Uh, I came and I died for sins and I rose again to conquer death, and uh, it- it's, it's kind of his, uh, his victory lap, in a sense, his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So that'd be a summary. And there's uh, there's 179 different views on it with different nuances and stuff. But that's a summary of where I think I would go and where I think I think and I think where the text kind of most clearly takes us. The other views are are more um, trying to fit it into kind of a particular theological category or something. Where I think the text takes us there most clearly. Mm-hmm. And I I really would commend people to if they want to kind of hear that background again, just go and listen to the portion of Daniel Sukup's sermon where he really leaned in there on Genesis 6, because mm-hmm. he said exactly what I said two years ago in 2020 when I preached First Peter 3, but he gave it even more time, because that's the passage. Right. Yeah, that's good. Anything else you wish you would have had time to say? Because the, the actual length of the service was like 75 or 80 minutes, and I think it was in large portion because your sermon was relatively short. Um, anything else that you wish you had been able to say or felt pretty good about what you said? If you were to if you were to say, you know, if Nick were to say to you, you cannot go shorter than 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, which Nick will never, <laughs> never say. Never, ever say. But if Nick before. were to say that to you, if you were to make mm. it a 40-minute sermon, be what else would you have... Be a dream come true. <laughs> flushed out. Uh, yeah, I would, have, I, would, I would have spent more time explaining that uh, for sure, just because there's there's ways to make it even clearer, and I probably I probably actually would have still spent a little bit more time on walking through the baptism. Um, and the main the main thing I cut out of both of those parts is there's a lot of cross references you can go to for both the conversation on the the spirits and the conversation on baptism. And so I I basically spoke from the text, so it wasn't just me talking, but spoke from the text, the realities and the principles rather than going and reading a bunch of cross-references. 
which if I was just preaching that, maybe not on Easter and maybe was not trying to be sensitive to no Bethlehem kids, new people, a lot of people probably aren't used to our services. Maybe I maybe I would have spent five, six more minutes there. But don't so I don't feel like it was lacking, but I maybe in a normal a normal Sunday, maybe I would have done that if we were just preaching through it exegetically. And you can probably go back and see that that's exactly what I did if you listened two years ago. So good. Stacy, Nick, anything else you would add here? Apparently not. Ho, ho, ho. I am looking forward to getting back into Genesis. This is a sweet interlude. Um, next week is Genesis 10? 10 and 11. Together. Yeah. yeah so G- the genealogy G- and the mm. Tower of Babel. Yep. Ho, ho, ho. The Tower of... <laughs> Here he is. The Tower of Babylon. Jean, yeah, Jean Calvin Dave, making a comeback Dave's, here. Dave's giving me a, a like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that Tower of Babylon. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. You could say he might babble on about it. All right. Thanks, everyone.